Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the latest episode of Running the Race podcast, a pastoral perspective on living the Christian life in our day. To learn more about who we are at First Baptist Church of Gonzales, the things we believe and do, or for more episodes of the podcast, head over to our website, www.fbcg.net. If you found the podcast to be helpful and of interest to you, we'd ask you to consider recommending it to someone in your life who might enjoy it or benefit from it. Thanks. Again, welcome to Running the Race podcast. Our speakers today are Dr. Jim Law, Senior Pastor of First Gonzales, and our Minister to Students, Alex Ray. In this episode, Brother Jim and Alex talk about reading and studying the Bible. They begin by establishing the importance of Bible intake and the issues that come from neglecting the Word, and then move on to discuss practical ways to read and study the Bible, like using a reading plan, reading as a community, exploring deeper Bible studies, and developing solid personal hermeneutics, which is to be certain that the Scripture means what you think it does. As a conclusion, Alex and Pastor Jim encourage us to set some Bible intake goals for the year ahead. I'm Jim Law with Alex Ray, and uh, this is Running the Race podcast, which is a, a ministry of First Baptist Church Gonzales, where Alex and I serve uh, this wonderful congregation. And this uh, podcast, podcast uh, episode number 12, uh, is on something that I feel really passionate about, Alex, and that is uh, how can I read and study the Bible and challenging God's people and, and others uh, mm-hmm. who are not necessarily connected with the church. Uh, to read the Bible. So why would we want to talk about this? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think when we think about what it means to be people of the Word, um, it's important for us to know at the out and remember that our intake of Scripture affects who we are as people, that we're uh, be, to be people of the Word, people of God. And it affects our relationship, not just with God, but also with other people as well. That if we're intaking Scripture, if we're meditating on Scripture, uh, we it underscores the importance of having a daily, habitual, regular time with God and with His Word. And uh, I, I think when we think about the life of a Christian, it should be marked by people of the Word. Yeah, and um, so as a church, we're we're commissioned by Christ to spread the Word, spread the Gospel, mm-hmm. take it to all nations. Uh, I, I I love the reference um, to Paul's ministry in Second Thessalonians three verse one, where it says. Uh, that the word spread rapidly. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately that's what we're called to do is bear witness to what we believe to be absolutely true um, as it presents uh, God's the mind of God, the heart of God, right. the ways of God, the, the good news of Christ that we can be reconciled with the God who created us through the work of his son. And so I think one of the reasons is, is that to challenge the church for sure, and we'll get more to that in a minute, but also, just the concern of the public's uh, ignorance of the Bible, uh, and especially in light of our history. Sure. Um, I, I remember reading years ago in a uh, Charles Swindoll devotional, he told a, about a high school teacher in Massachusetts who gave a quiz to a group of college-bound seniors, um, juniors and seniors, on the Bible. And uh, he offered this quiz kind of as a Bible, as literature course, and what he discovered was uh, really just an amazing ignorance of, of basic facts about the Bible. Some of the answers that came back from the students were Sodom and Gomorrah were lovers. Ooh. Uh, Jezebel was Ahab's donkey. The New Testament Gospels were written by Matthew, Mark, Luther, and, and John. That Eve was created from an apple. And that Jesus was baptized by Moses. 
And the answer that took the cake was given by a young man who was in the top 5% of his graduating class academically. What was Golgotha? And his answer was Golgotha was the name of the giant who slew the apostle David. Wow. And, you know, that's kind of troubling. Uh, when you, I, I thought also of a, a reference to Jay Leno back when he uh, was the host of The Tonight Show some 20 years ago. But he would often do these interviews on the street. And on one occasion, um, he, he went on the street with a microphone and said, can you name the Ten Commandments? Um, he asked two college-age women this, and one replied, freedom of speech. And Mr. Leno said to the other, uh, complete this sentence. Uh, let he who is without sin, and her response was, have a good time. Okay. And so uh, the, he then turned to a young man and asked, uh, who, according to the Bible, was, was eaten by a whale? And uh, this young man answered confidently, Pinocchio. So, you know, these are kind of tragic um, examples of, uh, of just vast ignorance to what the Scripture is about and, um, and why we need to really fight to recover what God has said. Right, and I, and I think as well, too, is when, um, there's some research that I came across that uh, on, on this theme of just the biblical illiteracy. Uh, there was a survey done by Barna uh, recently uh, said that, that two-thirds of all U.S. adults say that different religious texts, like the Bible, the Quran, the Book of Mormon, um, they're, they're all expressions of the same truths. Uh, two-thirds, that's, that's, a, that's a large number. And in that same survey, uh, what they found is that uh, more than one-fifth of adults, 20, 22%, uh, interact with the Bible uh, multiple times a week on their own. Uh, that's not counting uh, uh, going to a mass or some sort of church service. So one in, uh, a little over one in five. Uh, but at the same time, too, what they found is that three out of every five American adults, so 60%, three, 60% of all American adults say they never read the Bible or they read it rarely. That's a really high number. And so I wonder if Leonard was doing that same bit today, if he would find some, of the, he'd probably find some of those same answers. Because mm-hmm. it's by, by and large, there just doesn't seem to be a, a lot of emphasis placed on people in general, uh, even, you know, not just inside the church, but also outside the church as well, who just don't really see the need to, to, be, to be in the Word. Right, right. I, I um, you know, I think of a couple things. You know, thinking through this with you, Alex, is I, I think there is a genuine desire. Um, well, maybe I would say that there's an openness. Pe- people want w- w- there would be some interest in God speaking to them, mm-hmm. and the the approach on how to that would come about, you know, varies greatly. Um, but what we would say concerning this this appeal and this call really to to take up and read the scripture is that this is where you hear God speak mm-hmm. and it's um, not through these extra biblical revelations as such but really opening the word I, I remember reading um, the apologetic work of uh, Paul little you know which was really accessible early in my Christian life and he he shared about a story about a Christian family that prayed together regularly one day the youngest son looked up at, at the a picture of Jesus in the kitchen area and stared and said, Jesus, 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 that's all I hear, but he doesn't say nothing back. 
And what we would say is that Jesus uh, does say something back in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And um, he said in his high priestly prayer in John 17, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So if you want to hear God speak to you, we would just point to the scripture to take up and read, where it says many times that the the Bible references itself as being um, more valuable than gold. Right much fine gold and sweeter than honey and the honeycomb and buy it, um, you will be su- sufficiently equipped for every good work. And right. And I, when I think about the barriers you know, to, to scripture reading, I know for me personally, I think, I think others would certainly um, uh, be able to relate to this is I, am I, when I think about my biblical intake and maybe I'm not satisfied with where it's at and I look at the barriers to that, more often than not, it's something very um, small in the sense of it's, it's, it's not very important, like social media, for example. If I look at my time that I spend on social media and I compare that to the time spent in the Word, uh, it, seem, it, it can be disproportionate at times. And I, and I, I remember some, a couple of years ago, uh, John Piper, he said this. He said that it really convicted me. He said, uh, one of the great uses of Twitter and Facebook will be to prove at the last day that pray- prayerlessness or in this case, I would say Bible reading, was not from a lack of time. Right. And that's, that really hit me in the gut when I first heard that. And and I think when I, especially in, in today's day, day and age, we, we live on social media. Um, I, I found out that uh, the, the in 2019, the uh, average adult spent about two and a half hours on social media alone each day. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about, okay, well, if, if, if I feel like I'm too busy and I feel like I don't have time to spend in the Word, am, am I using my time the best way that I can? And usually the answer is no. Um, if we let's, let's, if we take that two and a half hour uh, average, let's say okay, we know we're going to spend thirty minutes. We take thirty minutes. We're going to reclaim thirty minutes of that, not used toward fa- uh, Facebook or Twitter or whatever, but instead towards Scripture intake. Uh, we can get a lot done. Uh, and, and an average of 30 minutes, you can read uh, uh, Ecclesiastes. Uh, mm-hmm. The average person can, can read that all the mm-hmm. way through. Uh, you can read Romans uh, over two, uh, the course of two days, two 30-minute settings, which would, for our church would be uh, convenient, given that we're about to do a study through through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can read uh, the book of Mark over three days in mm-hmm. three separate settings. And so it should depend on, of course, your reading speed. But Am I using my time the best way that I can? Now you're getting to the nub of the matter, and that is uh, it's an issue of priority. If you were to say uh, that you would, if we were to say as a pastoral staff, we'll give you $1,000 uh, if you uh, read the Bible this year, man, mm-hmm. we'd have takers left and right. Sure. But, you know, <laughs> it's not an issue of time. It's an issue of hunger. It's an issue of priority. Sure. And um, we see that kind of emphasis throughout Scripture, that it's more valuable than any cash gift we could give you. Right. It's for you to treasure the Scripture. And and for us to make clear, not only does it reveal the mind of God, the ways of God, the the rules of God, the commands of God, mm-hmm. but it... it um, it highlights the good news, the redemptive story from the very beginning, that the Bible is about creation. God created all things. The fall, sin came. Redemption, uh, which was fulfilled in Jesus Christ, his life, death, burial, and resurrection, and um, a future hope in him. Um, and so the Bible holds that up. So we're not emphasizing, hey, you need to read the Bible in order to do well on Jeopardy. 
you know, or some trivial pursuit game. Sure. Um, but this is a this is about a, a matter of life or death, you know, with regard to, um, you know, your spiritual walk with with, with God mm-hmm. is to know what He says. Uh, you know, I'm thinking at the at the judgment. I'm, I, you know, if if the entrance requirement were were merely to uh, entrance requirement was uh, into heaven was merely um, uh, to name the Ten Commandments. You know, could you name the Ten Commandments? How how devastating that would be to so many. Um, and so, uh, that's not the entrance requirement into heaven. It's by faith in Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, and the life. But nevertheless, um, you know, as we look at um, the importance of biblical intake, it's not an issue of time. Mm-hmm. It's an issue of priority. Right. So then, you know, if we think forward, then if we can utilize our time better, and I certainly think that, I know I certainly can, then the next question is, if if I want to use my time better and, I, and I'm setting goals for, for 2021 and I want to be more into the word, how, if someone were to come to us to say, okay, well, I, I want to do this. What is the best way? How can I read the Bible? How can I study the Bible? How can I have a game plan for going forward? And there's a couple of points. I think there are a couple of ways that we can answer that. I think that kind of uh, all play together. But I think the first one then, uh, though, is, is to stress the importance and the necessity of a reading plan. That I think one of the, the worst things that you can do, one of the worst approaches, rather, that you could do would be to just uh, take a Bible, close your eye, flip it, and just put your hand on it and put your finger on a, on a random passage and just read that. It's great that we're reading it, but but I think it would be better uh, use of our time to actually have a Bible reading plan, have a structured and systematic way that we're going to do that. And it's something, something we've talked about time and time again is the, the best Bible reading plan is the one that you use. And, you know, just everybody reads differently, reads at a different pace, at a different speed. And I, and I would encourage uh, uh, our listeners as well that at, ultimately we, we, I think we want to stress quality over quantity because if you yeah you might get through your your reading plan whatever happened to be but if you've been so focused and so kept up on okay why well, need to check off that box then we're reading for the wrong reasons you know we're not really we're, should, we're reading to check off a box we're not really getting any kind of intake and so quality over quantity and uh, when I think about plans, uh, me personally, I use the, uh, uh, right now, I've uh, done it a couple of times now, I'm, I'm again in the uh, Murray uh, McChain mm-hmm. uh, reading plan, which takes you through the New Testament and the Psalm twice a year, takes you through everything else once. It's uh, four chapters a day, uh, one from, uh, usually four chapters a day, and, and uh, usually um, uh, one from a different book each day. And so like this morning, for example, I read Judges 9, I read Acts 13, Jeremiah 22, and Mark chapter um, 8. And what was what's great about this plan as well, uh, and I'm, I'm kind of biased on this, but what's great about this is that there's a lot of great commentary that uh, are keyed to this plan. And so D.A. Carson had a great one that called For the Love of God, and I'm reading that alongside this since I'm able to supplement this. But again, the best reading plan is the one that you use. Um, so what, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, they abound. And, you know, for someone who may be in listening to this podcast who's you know really open, yeah, I need, I need to... I need to implement this in my life. Um, uh, I, I often point people to the Gospel of John mm-hmm. as a good starting place, which highlights um, 
the life of, of Jesus and to to listen to um, his um, his statements and promises in the Gospel of John. Uh, John um, concludes by saying that these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that by believing you may have life in his name. And so uh, it really simplifies the message of the Bible focused on uh, Jesus's life, death, and resurrection. Um, but maybe to begin with the New Testament after that, and then to expand out to, to learn more. It's a, it's, a, it's a process by which you're, you're growing, and that's one of the reasons why I, I, I appreciate Bible drill in our church so much. Is sure. it, the Bible can be an intimidating book to people, and early on, wanting to get that in the hands of children and youth and in our church, and for it not to be an intimidating book, but a love letter, seeing it as a love letter from the living God who cares about every detail of their life. Mm-hmm. And so I think the way to start is just to start right? and um, to set aside time in the morning. Uh, one of the important parts of uh, any uh, spiritual growth in our life is spiritual growth requires thought and a plan. Uh, if you're going to be successful in anything uh, in life, you need thought and a, and a plan. Mm-hmm. And to just think, when's the last time you really thought seriously about your your intake of the Bible? And so if you have, uh, you know, we all have uh, responsibilities in the morning, you're allowing time in the morning. Uh, and I urge a, a starting of the day in the Bible. I'm not a Pharisee about it, but I mean, that's, a, I think, an important way to say, Lord, you're first. One of the first things I pray every morning is, uh, Lord, I love you and I want to live my life for you today. Mm-hmm. Please help me to to pray and apply your word because you know what I'll face today and where to emphasize um, my prayers. And so um, to, to learn to, to worship personally in the scripture and ask God to speak to you from, from the word. We can give rational arguments about, yeah, the, the, the Bible's the word of God and there are rational arguments. Mm-hmm. But unless the spirit of God bears witness with somebody's spirit... Uh, you know, we can mount rational arguments all day long, um, but where we want people ultimately is in the in the Bible. For mm-hmm. faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. Romans ten seventeen tells us. Yeah, and so that that certainly says a lot about the importance of reading scripture uh, personally for personal growth. But we also don't want to discount and neglect the the communal aspect of it oh, yeah. as well. And so it's important to read scripture as part of a community. It's one of the reasons why we, we encourage scripture reading uh, by way of the fighter verses in our, in our church body uh, with, with, uh, with uh, memorizing the verses, but also too, we read it as, a, as a, yeah. each week when we come to the scripture, we have a, a, um, a segment in our order of worship where we read the, the text that we're going to be uh, going to be preached on. And we encourage people to follow along and read that as well. That uh, again, we're not, we're not uh, designed, this is a truth that we're not designed to do life by ourselves, and so right. as we as we read scripture, we're, we're to do it as a community. And when, when I uh, I don't know how long this has been around, but I noticed that on the Bible reading app, which is available on smartphones, um, on uh, iPhones and um, mm-hmm. Android, and uh, it has an interesting. So they they I don't know how long this has been around, but they have an interesting social feature on there where. Uh, you can add friends, kind of like you do on any other social media right. uh, platform. You can see what each other have highlighted. You can uh, give a like uh, if, if, if you know whenever they've, they've highlighted something. You can share notes. You can share prayer requests. And so there's this aspect in there where you can, there is a uh, community where you can have friends on there. You can support each other. You can pray for each other, so on and so forth. And so I think it's important again to, for us to know and remember that. Um, we're not in this by ourselves. Right. Yeah, that's right. And to sharpen one another with uh, the promises of uh, uh, of Scripture. You know, uh, we've talked about, 
we've talked about reading the scripture, and certainly we we find a number of directives in the Bible um, with regard to biblical intake. Um, you know, we're to hear the word of God, we're to read the word of God, we're called to study the word of God, study to show yourself approved, and and certainly the example of the Bereans in Acts 17, where they were studying the scriptures and seeing if what Paul was saying to them was true. That's a great model, Acts 17, 10, and 11. But also the the, the concept of meditating on the scripture. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a, a deepening level of bringing this into our life. In fact, the only two promises for success are found in a direct link to meditating upon God's word day and night. Mm-hmm. Um, and so reading as a community, we're to encourage one another in this pursuit and really to embrace a thoroughly biblical ministry. I mean, when you when I talk with other pastors, I, I just think that's so important. There, there, there are simple things that could be done, should be done to establish the, the primacy of the Bible over church life. And um, certainly that's reading it in the worship service without mm-hmm. apology. I mean, right. that's First Timothy 4, where to, Paul said to Timothy, pay attention to the public reading of the Scripture. Mm-hmm. Don't neglect the obvious. And so of all things, we would want people to think, I went to church and I read the Bible today. Mm-hmm. I, heard the, I heard the Word of God today. But um, talking about Bible study, maybe going deeper, mm-hmm. you know, that's, a, that's an important aspect, too, is uh, of... of of church life and the Christian life is actually studying the Bible. Right. Um, I think there's a superficial superficiality that prevails where uh, just go talk to the pastor. He'll tell you what to believe or that's not going to wash in today's world. That's just not going to wash in our culture at all. Um, We need to be equipped to express why we believe what we believe. And if we don't know, then we'll study it until we do. Right. That's how we grow. But uh, what what are your thoughts on Bible study? What counsel could you give on hermeneutics or the interpreting of the Scripture? Yeah, so for the for the first one on Bible study itself, I think there's a lot of we are spoiled really with the number of resources that are out there and that are available uh, uh, resources that we, that we can use to supplement our own reading. Either uh, devotional, I've already mentioned the Carson one. Uh, Spurgeon had a great one called Morning and Evening that would be. Uh, worthwhile to pick up and, and supplement one's reading. Uh, there's a number of other commentaries that are both more academic oriented, mm. but but also that are still very much accessible to the quote unquote lay person that, that like the new American commentary, the NIV life application uh, commentary is a good one. Uh, there's one I came across a couple of years ago uh, that's a series called God's Word for You. And it's, uh, there's a number of authors. Tim Keller contributed some. Uh, Al Mohler contributed at least one or two. Uh, Christopher Ash and, and others. And what they do is they walk through a particular mm. book. And so Keller has uh, quite a handful of them actually on Romans and such. And you, as you're reading the book for yourself, you're able to, to go along with this devotional and, and kind of think through some of these questions that he's putting out there and really uh, grapple uh, with the text. There's got lots of great websites. Uh, we have Bible Gateway, of course. There's right. lots of uh, um, great programs like good, Logos. You know, good study Bibles that I think are helpful to where you come across a term or something and you're able to have a quick reference to keep you going. And we would always, you know, the, the warning is always don't don't read the notes to, to the sure. neglect of the text. The text carries the day. But I think that's the way we grow in the grace and knowledge of um, 
of God's word. It's a it's an ongoing process, and so um, I, I think too one of the challenges certainly in our church life we have a number of Bible studies that that members of the body and those outside the body could come and be a part of mm-hmm. to, um, to 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 help along the way. I, I was reminded uh, something I heard years ago, but by Le- Leroy Imes. Um, who was talking about a time where he was driving through central Florida and as far as the eye could see, he, he could see oranges. And so when they stopped for breakfast, he ordered uh, a glass of orange juice with his omelet. And the waitress came back a few minutes later and said, um, I'm sorry, we, we don't have any orange juice. <laughs> the juice is broken. And he thought, wow, what an illustration. Um, Christians are surrounded by, by Bibles and... Um, but if something were to happen to the Sunday morning worship service, they would not have the resources to feed their soul. Sure. And so part of, I think, faith, faithful pastoral ministry is to equip the saints of God and people to study the Bible to feed themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and one of the uh, way, another, another way we can do that is also uh, by journaling alongside when, you, when, you, when you're studying the scripture for yourself to go deeper, to actually journal and write down what it is that you're reading and thinking uh, during that time. And and one of the formats that I uh, often encourage students to use, I came across from uh, Robbie Gallaty and Replicate mm-hmm. Ministry, it's called HEAR, H-E-A-R, and it's an acrostic. And what it means, so H is highlight, so you take take the text that you're reading and select one portion of that text, uh, you, uh, either one verse or, or a group of verses from that. Uh, e is explain, you, what, what did this text mean? Not, not, and to be clear there, it's not what do you want to mean, but rather what does it mean, more on that in just a moment. Uh, why, why was it written? What what God intending to communicate through this verse? Uh, so on and so forth. Uh, a, it apply. Uh, how did this verse apply to our life? What, how are we called to respond? And then R is the actual response. Uh, it, it, that's very the, helpful. And, and that's yeah. a great, I think, format, a template to use uh, as we're looking to dive deeper into the Word. But that's also tied very much to proper hermeneutics, uh, having mm-hmm. sound biblical interpretation. Um, that, that earlier survey I mentioned earlier, um, it said that it also that 10% of adults believe that the Bible is, inspi- is not inspired. Right. And it, they instead that the 10% believe that the, that the scripture is just the author's interpretation of God. Right. And so that, that's a large number as well. And that's all that's, that's, Really bad, to put it mildly, because the text means what it means. That that we believe as Christians that God inspired. He literally breathed out. God breathed His word. That His word is authoritative, and the text means what it means. It's not what we want it to mean. Well, I'm I'm hoping those who have joined us in this podcast will really take the challenge to bring God's word into their life and to be involved in. Um, Bible study where they can can grow and learn, uh, receive tools to be able to uh, spend time with God on a daily basis in His Word and allow Him to speak uh, to the needs of their life. Uh, Rosaria Butterfield uh, wrote a, a really helpful article, uh, Alex. I thought maybe I could close with that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's on the Desiring God website. Get more from your Bible this year, and it really is an excellent challenge to a mature reading of the Scripture. But she said this, and I... I I think it, this is a, a good way to close. Bible reading is supposed to take time. Quality, focused, undivided time. And you will see your sin. You will grow in humility, repentance, courage, prayer, and love for the members of your church and for the lost. 
It will embolden you to live every day like the eternal soul that you are, giving you deep wells of reserve to bear up under fatigue and stress and every hardship. It will help you to grow in the the fellowship of Christ's sufferings. It will shape us to resemble our elder brother more and more in word, in deed, and in the affections of our heart. And so I'm praying that we would be people of the word without apology. And um, we want that's where we want people anyway. Ultimately, it's not about us, but pointing others to Jesus Christ. Thanks, Alex, for joining me in this conversation. And we pray many will follow us in seeking the Lord and his word. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Running the Race podcast. To find out more information about our church and ministries or for more episodes, be sure to visit our website, fbcg.net. If you're listening on iTunes or Google Podcasts, a positive review would really help us out a lot. Thanks. And if you found the podcast interesting and helpful, recommend us to a friend or family member that you think would enjoy it. Once again, thanks, God bless, and goodbye for now.